Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Fred Critical Podcast. I'm Brandon Franiel. Joined by me is my co-host Christian Dyer and our boy, Niner Gang Podcast, Dion Johnson. How we doing? Dion will be right here, just right back. Good. <laughs> there we <you> go. <laughs> All right. Tonight we're gonna be previewing this week's matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Not much to expect, to be honest with you, after a brutal I'm loss last I'm week. preparing for it now. Early <laughs> I, early stat ice cream. <laughs> but let's go ahead and talk about it anyways. We are we are getting some injured players back this week uh, as Nick Bosa's coming back. I believe Trent Williams too, right? Yeah, I can take a look at that. I got the injury report for both teams as of yesterday. All right. Um, yeah. So, Miko Hardman, heel, full, full practice. Uh, right guard, Trey Smith, pectoral, full practice. Legarius Sneed, cornerback, full practice. Uh, Harrison Butker, left ankle, full practice. Safety, Brian Cook, concussion, limited in practice. Uh, cornerback, Rashad Fenton, hamstring, did not practice. Uh, defensive end, Mike Dana. Cap didn't practice, and left guard Joe Tooney ankle did not practice. And then for the 49ers. Oh, you forgot one for them. Who? Kermit still walking around like a, with a stick up his butt. This motherfucker right here. This guy. <laughs> Bro, motherfucker walks around like there's a stick in his ass, dude. I swear to God. Look at him oh. and tell me that's not what it looks like. My wife's the one that pointed it out. That's what's funniest. Another <laughs> gang, Wolfcast. Yep, what's going on, man? So, uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Uh, knee, full practice. Tyler Croft, knee, full practice. Charlie Warner, shoulder, full practice. Uh, defensive end, Nick Bosa, uh, groin, limited in practice. Drake Jackson, limited in practice with a knee injury. Trent Williams, ankle, limited practice. Uh, free safety, Jimmy Ward, hand, limited practice. Charvarius Ward, groin, did not practice. Eric Armstead, foot, did not practice. Mike McGlinchey, uh, calf, did not practice. Talanoa uh, Hufunga, concussion, did not practice. And Samson Ebucom, Achilles, did not I saw that practice. Said, was that from yesterday was or practice today? today? Was uh, that was from yesterday. Mm. Hufunga oh, was there today, bro. He's good okay. to go. He's so here's – Well, that was from yesterday. That wasn't oh, from yesterday. that was from yesterday. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay, so here's here's from today. Uh, okay. Ark Armstead, uh, Hufunga, Darius Ward did not practice today. Hufunga's presence on the field for football-specific work bods uh, well for him to clear protocol in order to be available for game. That's um, Nick Bosa, Evicam, Ev- uh, Drake Jackson, Michael Genchi, Jimmy Ward, and Trent Williams were limited. Williams indicated he fully believes he will play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that, that was from today. Yeah, I I don't doubt that Trent will play. Um, to be honest with you, probably Trent will play. Most likely Nick will play. Um, mm-hmm. They're really optimistic about Jimmy Ward just playing with the club on his hand. Um, I, I If Huff is good, I, I don't see a reason to throw Ward out there earlier than he needs to be. I know that the club will protect the injury from being worsened, but at the end of the day, if you don't need to be out there, you don't need but to be out there. The only reason you kind that of you need him out there. 
to put him on Kelsey, though. That's the thing. Well, yeah, I was that. That's exactly where I was going. I need you to get out of my damn head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you would like to have him out there to uh, cover Travis Kelsey, um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't. Even with everybody that we have, that's pretty much trying to make their way back. Uh, they've uh, been hearing good things about Jason Verrett. There's a, a high he probability it, he? he might play. Um, yeah. The one thing that I, the one thing that I do want to say is, man, like I, I appreciate the optimism from a lot of content creators and feeling like we will be able to go ahead and beat the Chiefs. Here's where my trepidation comes in. We have another mobile quarterback who can move, who can run. And he's great throwing on the run. Yeah. Like this isn't just a regular guy like that yeah. we're facing. We're facing we're facing Patrick fucking Mahomes. Getting one thing, yeah. What is that? When he is pressured on the run though, lately, he has been throwing fucking terrible, making terrible decisions with the ball. And he just got lucky a couple of times this season where the balls haven't been caught by the defenders. If he's putting balls in bad places with our guys, they're gonna catch it. Well, that's the that that's be a the little bit one. optimistic, but we yeah. have to get lucky, I guess. Yeah. The number one thing about Patrick Mahomes is he yeah, he's smart and he, he will find ways to, to win and score. Don't that is fact. Um he makes the most ridiculous to passes. That motherfucker okay. be looking he looks left, then he throws right. You yeah. know, he'd be looking at the ground and next thing you know, he throw an eighty yard bomb for no reason. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, like the Buffalo game, the end of the Buffalo game, he'll do dumb mm-hmm. shit like that too. That that's very true. Um, for me, I I know that there were times when he had Tyreek Hill where he could just chuck the ball up, and he knows Hill would find a way to get it because with the speed and athleticism, he could do that. He doesn't have that type of guy anymore. Um, on the season currently, right now, his main target is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has seven of, of Mahomes' 17 touchdowns. So That's who the uh, ghost looks to in the red zone every time. Yeah, I mean, why? Shit, I would too. Shit, mm-hmm. The motherfucker winds up getting open. Ain't nobody ever covering them. It's almost like you would, should practice on defense in the red zone, baiting Mahomes. Damn, look at this. <laughs> Andy Reid hasn't lost back-to-back since 2015. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the thing too. But if yeah. I'm the defense, I almost wonder if you, you bracket Kelsey, but almost at the same time, like in the red zone, try to like uh, trick Mahomes into letting him think Kelsey's going to be open and then either drop a linebacker or kind of do something to spy that 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 go-to. Because if you if you could – I I 100% think you could trick Mahomes into throwing to Kelsey and then go pick, get, him, get an interception in the red zone if you actually practice that. As, as much as he looks right for Kelsey. So you mm-hmm. could trick him into thinking Kelsey's, Kelsey's open and then either bring a safety over or dr- drop back a linebacker at the last second to – I know it's hard, easier uh, s- said than done, but I, I do think um, we could use our, our defense uh, to our advantage and, like, use the smarts we have on defense to our advantage. But it'll be I, – I think that's it's, uh, like I said, easier said than done, and the chances are probably slim to none, but – I th- I think that would give that should give us an advantage possibly, but I I don't know if we'll see it or not. Yeah, um, this this is a startling stat right here. Kyle Shanahan is zero two in his career against the Chiefs, and Jimmy is zero three. So, 
<clears throat> the worst thing is um, throwback says only Sean McVay and Pete Carroll uh, beat the Chiefs, and that was in 2018. So I'm safely assuming he's talking about in our division. Yeah. Um, it, it's the the hard the hard thing with with this is is that Mahomes does what he normally does while finding a variety of targets. I think he's thrown a touchdown to at least six or seven different people. And uh, like I said, Kelsey has been the main recipient of those touchdowns. He has seven out of the 17. The biggest issue that we face is being able to stop him. And we're not going to necessarily worry too much about their run game due to it being necessarily non-existent. The one thing I did find, though, in my research is, all of their running backs average at least four yards a carry. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes is averaging over five. This but offense he doesn't run very often. This offense is such a college offense. Like it's it's just because like Andy Reid's ability to adapt to his quarterback and just turn the West Coast offense into any type of type of version he needs to. He's so good at manipulating the West Coast offense. But it really when you really think about the Chiefs, they're just a fucking high or college offense. It's all about full speed at receiver and then a tight end who who's just a, a beast, typical college offense. Um, making things happen when the play breaks down, typical college offense. The run game is good when the pass game is is really good. It, this this offense is such a such a like base way I see it. For a long time, I feel like it's been just a basic college offense that just somehow has worked for as many years as it has with Mahomes. I mean, the the biggest issue with Mahomes is the fact that this dude is just from another planet. Like, he's able to make plays that normal people don't make. I know. You've never seen somebody look left and throw across their body almost damn near across the whole fucking field and make that play um, and make it accurate enough for the guy to catch it. I mean, he's very – his pocket presence is, is really good. And he's very aware of where that fucking line of scrimmage is. He'll go all the way to the line of scrimmage and then throw the ball randomly. And you're like, well, I thought he was going to run. And he's like, nah, I'm not running anywhere. I'm just getting close I'd say enough to draw you his, in. So. His awareness at times is good. It's hard to say his pocket presence is good because he will escape. He will leave the pocket way quicker than than you want to. Like, you guys seen that um, the uh, movie about uh, um, Warner? I've never watched it, no. So they show, like, the part where, like, uh, when he's, he wanted to be the starter in college because he was good, but he left the pocket early all the time. Mm-hmm. So the, the the coach, like, made him get stay in the pocket and get hit over and over and over until he stayed in the pocket. That's like Mahomes. Mahomes, as soon as there's anything, Mahomes is running. He's not staying in the pocket. Yeah, but the thing it, is, it, it's not like he moves to, he to can't move and slide, but he does leave the pocket a yeah. lot quicker than than most, and like it ends up working for him. Like I don't know how, but that motherfucker sometime in his life found a fucking four leaf clover, and the luck's fucking never left. That motherfucker, he is the luckiest quarterback I've seen ever. Sometimes with the throws, he oh yeah, with the throws that he makes, yeah, Dude, and then like escaping sacks and stuff. I'm like, I know he's an athlete, so but this motherfucker is lucky a lot at times. I'm just like, how? What? Yeah, and then he'll That's throw like. True, man. He'll throw like should be four interceptions, and then he none of them get caught. I'm like, dude, where is this luck coming from? Well, I mean, you you think about it too, like when they played against the Raiders on Monday night, 
the Raiders don't have that good of a defense, but they were somehow stopping Patrick they have Mahomes. a defensive line. That's what's going to happen with us. It's going to – our defense isn't going to – like, even when they look bad, they're still probably not going to give up a lot of points. They look like shit against the Falcons and only gave up 21 points. Yeah. And the, the, one doesn't, thing the is, amount doesn't I, count because that's the offense gave that up. Yeah, and I never – I've never been – uh, I've never said anything negative about the defense, and that that's what's killing me. So a lot of people are optimistic. A lot of people are giving Jimmy a pass mm-hmm. on this game, along with the fact that, you know, everybody is blaming the defense. My thing is if I stop them in the third quarter with eight minutes left in the third and you can't score and you have a whole other 15 mm-hmm. minutes in another well, quarter and your offense can't do anything – that's not my damn fault. I did my motherfucking job. You should have done yours. The Dude. offense was inept. And what's I I, I struggle to find 100%. how you give, yeah, I struggle to find how you give Jimmy a pass when all the only thing that happened for him in his favor really was the fact that he had two passes that should have been caught by Ray Ray McLeod yeah. and Charlie Warner. Other than that. When you watch the second half of that game, if anybody is able to continue to – if anybody is able to go back and look at it, Jimmy had some really shitty passes. That's fair. A lot of his passes were at the ground, very low, as usual, behind yeah. the receiver. If yeah. you look at the interception, to both of those interceptions were basically him trying to throw to Debo. The one up the sideline, that's triple coverage. I don't understand why he does it when there's other receivers wide open. And then, But, well, like – the penalties killed us too, big time. The, the yeah. lack of discipline on this team, yeah, is so frustrating because a beautiful fucking uh, throw he had to Ayuk for a big gain. Ayuk ran a beautiful route, and then it's fucking so a stupid penalty fucks up that play. Well, mm-hmm. let's just talk about uh, Brindle had three oh. penalties back to back to back, and that yep. was during that drive in the third mm-hmm. quarter with eight minutes left, like you said, Dion. But, yeah, so. What 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 kills me is if you look at that game, so the interception, the first interception that he throws, you threw that into double coverage. It turns into triple coverage because that third that third DB comes in and gets the tip drill and does what he does. The next interception that you do, you throw it high when all he had to do was put the ball on Debo. You don't need to throw the ball high. You put the ball on Debo and he would he would have made a play. He would have done something there as long as he secured the catch. But you throw it high, it gets right off of his hands and goes mm-hmm. right into the hands of the defender. So somebody please explain to me how the fuck Jimmy gets a pass for throwing two dumbass interceptions and only having two deep throws where he was actually accurate. Because all his other deep throws were not accurate yeah. at all. I would say he doesn't fully get a pass. It's just a, I was just saying it's it's not he doesn't fully get the blame. No, it's, not, it's not all his fault. The penalties were bad and then there was like – Two bit two possibly dropped touchdowns. Like that's the thing. We lost twenty eight to fourteen. Could have been twenty eight to twenty eight because Jimmy did throw two touchdown worthy throws that could have made. He the did, game. but the thing is, do you so, do, do you really know that Ray Ray McLeod was going to secure that of all people? Well, I mean, true, but that one, like that one to Warner, that's a touchdown and Warner catches and it hit him right in the fucking hands, dude. Like, yeah, so, but why? Why the, the question? Ray Ray shouldn't have ever been running that route in the first place. Ray Ray fucking thank ran you. such a yeah. disgusting route. I told like, you, how, get out of my goddamn the, head. But you how know. you been in the fucking league this long and you rent, you can't run? I could run a route better than <laughs> okay. that. Are you fucking kidding me? That was such a lazy, shitty route. Like Jimmy threw it where yeah. The route Jimmy threw it where the route was designed to be run, and fucking McLeod ran a shit ass route. And it, it's the the sad part for us. Jimmy is, took the blame for that. But that was actually, 
Yeah, the sad part for us is it's actually rare to see him make those kinds of That's throws. That's what I'm saying. With a so quarterback like, like Jimmy, you can't fucking miss on those plays. As soon as we – like, I, when we miss on those good throws Jimmy throws in that game, dude, I was besides myself. So I'm like yeah. – my first thought was, now oh, we're not winning this game because you fucking don't make the team pay when Jimmy actually has really good throws that we need to make happen, and you fuck it up. That just tells me right now this game just is not going our fucking way, and we're not winning. And yeah, so look at this right here. This is what it comes to right here. Yep. QBR, 35th. And this is 15-plus yards. So you're not even going that far, man. This is 15-plus. So we're not talking about 20. We're not talking about 40. We're not talking about – this is 15-plus yards. 35 QBR, 31% completion percentage, and only 7.8 yards. Look at where he ranks. So for all you, all of you commentators out there that keep saying he just wins and all this other shit, you, you need to look at shit like this and realize, no, he doesn't look, just. Win. The reason because, he keeps getting this past Dion is because technically he's a top five game manager all time, and that's yeah, that's look, where it is. He look at game the, manager wise, he's top five game manager. Mm-hmm. He's top five look, game manager. Look at the the stat on the bottom: zero for six, mm-hmm. two interceptions Sunday versus Falcons. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, man. Like you, and there's only two of those passes that should have been caught. All the other ones were bad because you, the, the number one thing that happened in the last game versus the Falcons was Jimmy had to throw the ball 41 fucking times. Why would we throw the ball 41 times? And the other, the other question is the same question I've been asking for several weeks. Why do we have all of these running backs, but hey. no one gets on the field unless your name is Jeff Wilson Jr.? Hey. Debo or Debo Samuel. He didn't even give Tevin Coleman any love. And Tevin Coleman yeah. balled out the week before so, in Carolina. Was, did you see who was active and on the on special teams? That game? TDP. TDP. I saw his ass on fucking special teams. Yeah. yeah. Did you see him being a fullback as well? He was a fullback too. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did play his fullback. Hey, so I'm that sorry. Was- does Juice do that much where he needs a breather? No, the fuck he does not. Get his bitch ass on the field. I don't know why you have TDP in there being a fullback. Unless you're going to use him as a decoy and actually run the ball with him. That's what. So that's what it seemed like it for a minute, but it just. So I mean, I'm going to make this statement real quick, and it's just I'm not. I've been so afraid to just say it because like the backlash. I 100% believe this now, and you can't. Kyle Shanahan is not a fucking good head coach, and will he never be a good fucking head coach? Okay, he's, he's he's writing on the fact that he's a good play caller and designer, and that's fucking it. Everything else that goes to being a good head coach, that motherfucker doesn't have it. Just fucking doesn't. Okay, all the fucking stats we've seen in fourth fucking quarter, dude. The that's the fucking head coach. I don't care what fucking team, dude. Literally, you give fucking Harbaugh the same fucking team and fucking just watch it fucking go. Yeah, yeah like so- here's it. Here's the thing, really quick. Jimmy would um, play better under fucking Harbaugh, probably, just because I'll, of the I'll say, fucking way Harbaugh I'll, coaches quarterbacks. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say this. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I no, I feel you. I feel you because I you I'm 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 with you, man. So here's the thing. Throwback. Why why would he gain that? What what value is he gaining? Jimmy is an unrestricted free agent, and we do we can't franchise tag him. So what value is he gaining? What what are you boosting? You're not boosting shit. You're not like we don't we the only we don't we don't gain anything from making Jimmy Garoppolo look better. The only person that gained something from that at this point 
is Jimmy Garoppolo because he's auditioning for his next team while he's playing for us this season. Because there's no there like I don't know if you knew that or not, but there is nothing that we stand to gain from Jimmy Garoppolo playing better outside of us winning at the moment because he is the current quarterback. Other than that, there when the next season comes, Jimmy's free to walk. He don't have no franchise tag. He has no clause in his contract that says he's got to stay here. And personally, I want him gone so he doesn't come back. I don't need to keep dealing with this on a consistent basis year in and year out where we have this up and down performance where we're we as 49er fans have to literally settle. We have to settle for the fact that we know our quarterback is in there. We know there's a high probability he's going to fuck something up. Yep, and nice. we, who wants that? Nobody <laughs> wants so, to deal with that shit. When it comes to Kyle, we we, we never – Okay, hold on, Brian. Go ahead, and then I'll, I'll talk. This isn't practice, you guys. Who the fuck was he doing? Practice. You know why? What okay, but fuck? look at that. Instead of – he throws it off his back foot, and then the ball sails. That's yeah. He's supposed to throw it to that coach right there. But look, watch his back foot. Watch his back foot. Yeah, he's all. He, he's yeah. He's on. He's actually on the front of his foot. He's on the front of that back foot, and you can't yeah, throw the a ball like that. Foot. It's always going to sail. Anybody? I mean, like the, the the crazy thing about it is, how have they not fixed his mechanics all these years, knowing the shit that they know? Like they scientifically know how you move, you know, and yes, Kyle and Lynch love Jimmy. I don't know what, I mean, probably, what the love affair is with him, what, but what I wanted to say about Kyle is we don't fucking know what that motherfucker is ever doing or thinking. No, he's the fucking no, he the never way, that motherfucker's nickname in the NFL needs to be the fucking illusionist. Cause everything's a fucking illusion with him. He, he, he lives under the illusion that he's a good fucking head coach. Let me put it this way. He lives like, under I, the illusion that he I, fucking knows what the fuck he's doing half the time. I feel like, even like last year, I feel like Mike McDaniel was the one calling the plays last year. It's honest. starting to look like that. It really yeah. is. I didn't believe that at first, but it's starting to look like that because you Fucking. see McDaniel's being gone and he's yeah. over there. And what was he doing with before Tua went down? Dude. He was winning football games. Dude, if Tua, they would still be undefeated. Undefeated. I fucking love Tua, dude. That guy is, I, I, that I kid, just love Tua. Hey, Everything about every, him. Personality-wise, watching him play because he's a fucking lefty, which is awesome too. <laughs> fucking watching him fucking play, he's awesome. And and he's like, actually right-handed. He's oh no, yeah, he, his dad yeah, made he, him throw yeah. lefty. You're his right. dad made him throw left. Yeah, his That's dad right. made him throw left. Same mm-hmm. thing with uh, was it was it Kenny Stabler? Which which um which uh which quarterback was it for the Raiders way back in the day that his dad made him do the same thing? What's up, David? I don't know. I remember. I don't remember which quarterback it was. Yeah, what's going on, but, David? But yeah. Uh, oh, this <laughs> this right here. Everyone thought Jimmy was gone. It's possible they bring him back again because he said you don't give guys away. This is what I would say. You you don't give guys away, but when you have no control, right, you're not giving up. someone away. He can't. He he can go wherever the fuck he wants. And personally, I would tell him we gave you enough money. Fuck off. Yeah, Brandon. Because you're not bringing. I'm huh? sorry. How how much money have oh, we no, given no, no, no. this dude over all these years, and we still ain't got no fucking Super Bowl? Like that that to me, I, I don't, I don't know, man. And and with the the situation with Kyle, for me personally, is you're so, starting to look bad, bro. 
you don't look like this yeah. offensive genius and this offensive guru that they've nicknamed you and and, and, and given you. What's going on, Brian? So, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't like I I personally do not like what Kyle does mm -hmm. because he doesn't seem to have a sense of urgency. I don't care what anybody tells me. That, that I hear a lot. Oh well, Kyle might be doing this, and he may be stashing this guy for the. You don't need to stash motherfuckers. You don't need to hide people. You don't need to to hold on to this guy. You need to open the doors, mm -hmm. let people play, because we're not winning football games. You don't have a positive record as a head coach. You're barely at mm -hmm. five hundred. Yep. So you can't so, sit here and, and hide this and hide that and, oh, I might want to stash this guy here. No, don't stash nobody. Anybody you got that you feel is going to be fucking good, put them yeah. on the goddamn field because so me, there is no hope otherwise. Kyle is yeah. really looking bad, and the shitty part is we stuck with this motherfucker for at least so, another four or five years. Let me address freaking throwbacks comment. Yeah. The thing is, the whole point of this with the Jimmy staying and everything, yeah, this one. even though even though Lance was supposed to be the starter, they mm -hmm. were scared. They were they were it was complete fear. Like it was coaching scared, whatever you want to call it. They were scared. They was oh well, when we've had our quarter our starting quarterback go down, it's ruined our whole season, even with all this talent. So instead of going, you know what, we're just gonna go and it's just gonna be how it is, we're gonna trust um our young quarterback and we're also going to actually do stuff to actually protect him. So what happened doesn't fucking happen. No, they go, they, they fucking are scared instead of like, Oh, well we got to prepare. So that way we, our jobs aren't on the line and we aren't fucked. If, if Lance does get hurt, we got to bring back Jimmy. So he's there just in case. So because they're freaking scared and instead of doing the right fucking thing and not causing a bunch of drama and making it harder on the fucking young kid, they're just a bunch of fucking pussies and are scared about fucking what would happen if he gets hurt. That it caused all this bullshit drama in the first place, and then because they knew they had Jimmy, I'm pretty they did. I'm almost positive they coached um, Lance up a certain way and called plays a certain way with mm -hmm. him because they knew they had Jimmy. So if fucking Jimmy's not on this team, Lance may never get hurt because you can't fucking coach and call the plays the same fucking way. Like I get, oh, he's supposed to be part of the run game, but you're gonna do it differently. You're gonna do it the way that the other teams in the NFL have done it with their quarterbacks that obviously have not gotten hurt. Fucking Hurts is not getting hurt. Freaking Allen's not getting hurt. Mahomes isn't getting hurt. But our guy gets fucking hurt. Mm -hmm. Because why? Because we're doing it different than everybody else. Yeah, because we're actually because we telling him to run. Yeah, we, we're actually we, we, telling him to run when we don't need to do that. Um, go ahead, Brandon. Answer this question right here. Okay, did you guys hear about it? What I did, I did. Oh, what I didn't know Vish had that kind of a plug right there. Shout out I to didn't know either. Shout out Young Vish, Mr. Kumaran out there getting get getting his uh getting his thing going. So um I'm gonna play it real quick so everybody knows what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I like tart, so it's interesting. What's up, Val? Hope you're having a good night too. We got to talk about the injuries, man. The Niners have. Have Damn. a big problem with the injuries. It is the hot topic with fans. It's the hot topic with everybody. You were a Niners player for seven years. You've now got to go to a different training camp, you know, work with a different training staff in Philadelphia. Is there a problem with what the Niners are doing 
Is that why players on the Niners seem more susceptible to injury? What can you give any insight to this? Well, I don't know what they did this past camp, but if we're going based off when, when I was there, uh, I honestly thought like he was doing a good job at saving our bodies, but just going to the Eagles, being with the Eagles for the short time I was with them, it ain't even close. Like what the Eagles do, like, and then you just got to go off results from, from last year, the Eagles, I think they was number one in least injured players. And this year I think it's the same. So we're just going off results, like pure results, the Eagles, their plan is just by far probably one of the best where, you know, they, they definitely let you rest your body. Like you getting, you getting hard work in, but at the end of the day, like you, you got a lot of, you getting a lot of time off to rest your body. You, you're able to be, you're able to be fast and, and light, you know, really like not bang, not, not feeling the, you know, the, the pressure and the, the, the bumps and bruises throughout the season. So basically you're saying that, you know, the Eagles camp, they you feel like they rest you more? Is it that the Niners camp oh, yeah. is too hard? Is a, it too many a, hard days Yeah, consecutively? Niners, yeah, Niners. I would say being in camp with the Niners, it's a lot of banging. It's a lot of banging. You're going to very physical camp, very physical camp, a lot of padded practices. Uh, Eagles, I, I would say it's, it's physical for sure, but you're not doing a lot of banging. You're uh, – some days it's just like red zone only practice and you know it, they just keep it light but it's still high intensity but you know they they keeping they keeping i guess your reps down and as a player like just talk to me you know obviously no none of us can relate you're the only one that's here that's played actually maybe somebody else watching has played in the league but i certainly haven't and you've talked to me about you know how much of a grind the season is on your body, how some days you wake up and you're like, damn, how am I going to play in this game and all of that? How important is it for you um, to have what the Eagles do where they let your body rest? Like how much different does that make you feel? It makes a huge difference, you know, waking up knowing like your body feel well rested. And, you know, I don't feel like you got a bump or bruise at all. And that's just, you know, you're going to fly around. But when you're waking up and it's like, oh, shit. You know, you, you still feeling something you shouldn't be feeling. And a lot of times your body could be feeling good and then you wake up Sunday morning, it's like someone just start hurting you for no reason. You're like, what? Right. So it's again, that's it's 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 definitely better to wake up feeling that feeling feeling great that Sunday morning where it's like, okay, I feel like my body felt like the whole week of practice and you know, you could fly around. Talk talk to me about this though, right? I think the immediate um, kind of impression that, you know, resting and not practice, like the Niners practicing hard is that the Niners are going to be a more physical team than other teams, right? Because they're competing, they're banging every day, their bodies are equipped to this. For whatever reason, right, you describe Philadelphia as being like, you practice hard, but you're still getting rest all of this. We're watching Philadelphia two through five weeks, right? Philadelphia hits is good as any team right they oh, never get sure. out hit out hit they compete they're really physical explain to somebody like me who has no clue like how the practices can be physical you can get enough hits in to be ready for the season be ready to hit teams during the season but still maybe you know be light on your bodies 
Well, to be honest, I mean, how I said, I mean, I'm just a player, but me personally, we're professional athletes. You know, we, we get paid to tackle. So it's like at the end of the day, we shouldn't have to be, you know, bumping heads, being so physical in practice as if we, you know, as if we don't know how to tackle and don't know how to be physical. And I think that's something, you know, again, it. all I'm going off is the results. As we're looking at it, Philadelphia, you know, they, they're physical at practice, but it ain't too much of, you know, it's sometimes it's, you know, you have to throw it up, but it's not really all the time you have to throw it up, man. And San Fran is don't pass up no contact or you're going to be off the team type feeling, you know? So at the end of the day, you gotta, you still can, it's still a bunch of things that, you know, the, the 49ers offer to, you know, keep your, your body and feeling good. Like far as massages and stuff like that, they, they pay for that. They, they go out of their way to make sure guys are feeling good before Sunday, mm-hmm. but all right, enough of that. So basically saying that they go hard in practice. Um it's Kyle where the or no yeah. way. <laughs> I heard I heard on 957 the game this morning about it and they were even saying like well wasn't that isn't that kind of the point of um like he's basically the guys said that you know a lot of the teams they do go hard in practice or whatever. But let's get your guys' thoughts on this. Dion, you're, on, you're, you're on mute. Dion. Dion. <laughs> Me personally, I feel like he's just protecting Kyle Shanahan. You know, possibly leaving the door open for a job. I don't That's know. That's what I was thinking. That's I what I was thinking, Dion. Yeah, I don't. Me, man, look, every team does things the way they do things. At the end of the day, the reason that we stay injured most of the time is due to the fact that since Kyle and John have got here, we've been top 10 in one thing every year, and that's injury. With injuries. Yep. And on top of that, we keep adding injury, injury-prone injury players to the squad. We draft players that have an injury history. We pick up players that have an injury history. Like It doesn't make sense why we keep doing that, and – I don't believe that it's a situation where the 49ers make you practice too hard and your body's not ready, you know, or it's pass up contact and you're off the team type stuff. Why would you allow any of that stuff to come out and, you know, you're still looking for a job? Yeah. Like it's not Tart isn't one of those dudes. He's not retiring at this present time. He is still looking to play in the NFL and barring and, Injury, oddly enough, somebody would go and pick him up. Yeah, and it's not to be disrespectful to him because I don't know him personally, but I'm just saying I feel like you're basically, you know, kind of trying to say, okay, well, it's a little bit easier over here, but you know, either way, you still got to do what you got to do. And I feel like that was more so a lot of a lot of filler words rather than a. It was more Let's backhanded. Get to the point. And look, it's a little bit harder over here. It's a little bit lighter over there. Maybe that's the reason why we don't have they don't have as many injuries. I don't know specifically, but I can't, you know, say that that's the case. And yeah, I I like the two a days, man. And I think a lot of the time is the, the biggest issue is the CBA. And there are things in there that are put in there to protect the players. And there are some things that I feel are hindering the players. We all would agree with that, but 
honestly, just I me, it's nice, but you know, what I'm saying it. It just sounds like he was trying to be as cool about it and detail things, but at the same time, you already know, man. You mm-hmm. you're only gonna do so much in the league, and I, I I honestly feel like it's not that. It's just there's a bad there's a bad aura around Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And then at the same time, don't add injured players. Just stop. If you see a dude with an injury history, your ass should be running. You mm-hmm. never want to be top 10 in the injuries every year, ever. Mm-hmm. No team wants to be injured like that. Why? Because you can't do anything. Your best players are always on the sidelines. Did we not set a record in 2020 for the most money on fucking <laughs> IR? Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. No team would like that. It perfect. Put that right back up. Uh-huh. Kinlaw, you knew when you drafted him, he had knee issues. He been had knee issues, but you still drafted the guy. And what have we gotten out of Javon Kinlaw? Much of nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it's I, I, and once again, when I say these things, it's not for me to disrespect him as a man and try to take food out his mouth. These are just the facts. Whether I say it or somebody else says it, this is the truth of it. You have not been on the field to produce and or back up your first round uh, draft status. I am sorry. You have not. I understand understand that injuries happen, but that is not my problem. If those injuries happen, we should be looking for players that can stay on the field consistently and contribute rather than looking at players with an injury history going, I'm gonna take. I'm, I'm just gonna take a chance on this guy because you know I see the potential. Fuck potential. I need results. But this, the, you know, this podcast has gone nothing but like to bat for Ken Law since he became a Niner, and he just hasn't. It just he hasn't been able to get on the field. We, I've no. been a huge fan of his. Yeah, but and I like him, field, and I like so the talent like that he has. Just you ain't gonna never see it because he ain't on the goddamn field. I know. But really quickly, um, we want to take a chill pill, man. We're going to let Zach tell y'all about my bookie. Get out there and get you some shmoney real quick. Shmoney. What's going on, guys? Zach here from 49ers Hive, and I just wanted to take a second to thank today's sponsor, my bookie. You know football, and you pick winners every single weekend, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? You could bet single game spreads money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. The feeling on Sunday when a three, four, five, six game parlay hits is unmatched. There are low contest entry fees and over half a million dollars to be won. So make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have some fun. Getting started is super simple. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag and use our promo code HIVE as in 49ers HIVE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. You deposit $50, they'll match you $50. You deposit $100, they'll match you $100. All the way up to 1000 bucks. Take advantage of our double deposit bonus. It's right here on the screen. MyBookie.ag, promo code HIVE, as in 49ers HIVE. Take advantage now, guys, and make this your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. Cool. All right, thank you, Zach. Hold on. Um, let me let me just <clears throat> respond to the whole tart thing. I I just think um, 
I just think that uh, he it was kind of like a backhanded like, well, Eagles got they're doing it right. They got the proof that they're doing it right. But let me not throw the Niners under the bus too much because I want to go back home and play. Hopefully later on this season, possibly. Hopefully, so that's what it was. He was trying to say, "Yeah, the Eagles do it better." Without saying it, to be mm-hmm. dis- too disrespectful to the Niners to where he pisses them off, because yeah. obviously they're doing it right because they're fucking the least injured team in the league. So yeah, they're doing something right. Yeah, least injured and they are undefeated. The only yeah, undefeated. they're so undefeated. fucking good, dude. I- so I like how you know everybody gave shit to Sirianni when he first came. I fucking love that guy, dude. He is a fucking awesome head coach. He made a hey, he made the moves to make them he a contender, and now awesome. they are. He and awesome. when you he look at that man. NFC East, a lot of people are still loving the Cowboys. I'm sorry, I don't see it. I don't give a fuck if Dak comes back or not. Let me tell you right now, it's the Cowboys, it's the Giants, and the Eagles that yeah, are running. Both of those, team. both of those head coaches are way better than McCarthy. Oh, they they ball is they, they ball is fucking awesome. He's amazing. What, he's already, what he's been doing with freaking Daniel Jones, he's making Daniel Jones look like the guy that was drafted to the Giants. Yeah. Hey, so and they like. and they didn't they didn't even pick up Daniel Jones' fifth year option. They declined that motherfucker from how bad he was playing. So really They're quick throwback. Fantastic. Yeah, throwback acts. Uh, wh- who will we take, Harbaugh or Kyle Shanahan? That's easy. I'll take Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Those guys. Oh, those dude. guys. We uh, our team. When we had Harbaugh, our team were fucking disciplined. Yep. They fucking played hard always for him. And so he, he's a he's one hundred percent the most player coach I've ever seen. You see, have you ever through? seen another coach that was a player coach like him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see what he, you remember what he used to do with Alex and and Colin? Yeah, yeah. didn't him like that. Loved it. Dude. That tells you right there that that coach has faith that you can do it. That gives you a real big boost of confidence. Do you ever see Kyle do that to Jimmy? No. And no. I'll tell you. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you the reason why. His daddy never did it either. Uh, if there's one thing I've watched many interviews from John Elway, even though I don't like him because he's a jackass, and I and personally I say fuck John Elway well, for a not, lot of he's comments. Not a very nice person. He never has. Yeah, been. a lot for a lot of comments and shit that he did over the years. But the number one thing is Mike Shanahan was like that too. He was nothing you ever did was good enough. Elway brought two Super Bowls to the fucking Denver Broncos. They didn't have shit before he did that. But he brought two Super Bowls to the Broncos. Probably the only time you ever seen Mike Shanahan be happy and congratulate his quarterback. Other than that, nothing you ever did was good enough. Even if you won the game, he didn't give a fuck. So he's just like his father in that sense where I'm not going to show you that I actually like you. And I'm going to throw you under the bus if I feel like it because it's just who I am. All right, you guys. Here's my question for you. If you could take one trait from Harbaugh and inject it into Shanahan, what would it be? Have mm. a fucking personality? Yeah. Yeah, not not to be – He has no personality, it, dude. Yeah, like the, the, the dryness. Oh, I don't know if we're, if we're all going to be alive tomorrow. Why? why? Why do you need to say that? Yeah. Like, he's a, come on, bro. One dude, you know what you know I used to love back in the day? You know who used to make me laugh? He was entertaining as fuck. Clinton Porter's. Fuck yeah, dude. Who doesn't you remember Clinton? Clinton, Clinton yeah, used to, hey, Clinton Clinton used to come out and have different characters after the motherfucking game. Oh, dude, and he's so fucking died. funny. Dude. He's why I he like watching funny. the skins, dude. I love watching the skins. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was cool. Like, and that, that's what I mean. Like, you, 
I honestly would take the trade I would take is the faith that he puts into his quarterback. See, here's the that what people people don't understand is that vote that vote of confidence from your head coach means a lot. When you're doing good things, you want to hear excuse me. Okay, uh, but from yeah. those people that that's going to be it, but we know we get let me let me address this real quick. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm just gonna add to what you're you saying. Can't bring that back because no. we ain't got it better than no, nobody. No. But also we don't you know, have that. what what like what you're saying the when you're talking about the whole quarterback thing, like pretty much what you're trying to say is when you look at like for example, Alex Smith, why did Alex Smith all of a sudden play better and look like a fucking badass with Harbaugh? What was it? What what did Harbaugh do to Alex that he didn't have all those years? Yeah, what did he did. No, but what did he give Alex? He gave him weapons, confidence, mm-hmm. confidence, like yeah. legitimate confidence. He brought he brought to Alex Smith that Alex Smith was lacking all because the team was terrible. He ever, he gave Alex what he was missing that was that made him quarterback. He finally became yeah. the reason he was drafted number one overall to the Niners. Harbaugh came and gave him that confidence. Like you can't teach you you can't teach that. Like some coaches just have that kind of way with players. That's what Harbaugh had. Harbaugh was such a fucking good head coach in the NFL, dude. So yeah. fucking good, man. And because he's a fucking, you know, type A personality fucking alpha yeah. dog kind of guy that Harbaugh is. And to be honest, Jed York's fucking B personality fucking bitch. Harbaugh didn't get along with him and didn't like him fucking just posing along trying to. I don't know that's why he said the fucking grown ups are talking because I can, I can, I can, knowing Jed York, I can 100% understand see why and knowing who Harbaugh is, why he did that. The funny thing now is they were all made up. They're all buddies. They go out to eat and stuff and hang out. Have, I'll have tell you. I'm fucking thinking Jed's groomed Harbaugh to fucking come back. Hey, I'll tell you Probably this. not, but I would love it. Let me, <laughs> oh, let me, let Harbaugh. me say this. They're going to be at the game on Sunday. Yes, they are. If they fuck this up and they lose this game, you could possibly hear some Harbaugh chants. Oh, I know. And I'm going to tell you right now. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now. You know what that's going to do? It's going to light a fire under the player's ass. And they're going to come out and be like, you know, the faithful should be nicer to Kyle. No, we don't need to be nice to Kyle. You know what, you know, you know what Kyle needs? Kyle needs a swift kick in his fucking ball sack and to open his goddamn eyes and realize that he's not doing the best of jobs. So and that he needs help and he needs a they fired Harbaugh because, because he didn't get along with Jed. Him and Jed York just they they, they couldn't not they, to they mention, not to mention uh, well, who's who fucking Dr. Dipshit was our DM. That's also part. Mm-hmm. Balky. What was his name? Balky. Yeah. Fucking he chose Balky. He chose Balky over Harbaugh as part of it. And then him and Harbaugh didn't get along. Hey, look, um, man. At the end of the day, when Harbaugh came, what did everybody think? Bill Walsh. Where did Bill Walsh come from? Stanford. What happened? With, the only difference between Bill Walsh and, and and John Harbaugh is the fact that Bill won three Super Bowls. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh sorry. Uh, Bill won. <laughs> Bill won three Super Bowls, and the difference is is that. Uh, John had uh, Jim had uh, instant success. Like Bill mm-hmm. didn't have a great first couple of years. Like his first two no, years were trash. It took him three years to get everything going. Year, 
<laughs> that year he drafted Montana and then all the and then Dwight Clark. That's what that's where that started. He drafted those mm-hmm. two, I think, in the same draft. But um like a perfect example, like, you know, a lot of people would say with the Arbaugh thing and then the Kaepernick thing with it, a lot of some people left being Niners fans with the whole Kaepernick thing. Mm-hmm. My grandpa reason he fucking still hates no longer is a Niner fan and hates on him is because the way they treated Harbaugh. My grandpa fucking loved in being a Niner fan because of the way Ed York treated Harbaugh. So Yeah, like, it's definitely that hard. says a lot. That to me says a lot. Like my grandpa's like, you know, fuck this. That the fucking what they what they did to Harbaugh, dude. Harbaugh was the best coach we've had in mm-hmm. my lifetime. Yeah, he he honestly he he's been a really good head coach, man. And I I was alive. I I wasn't able to experience the first Super Bowl that we won, but I was born a couple months after we won it. And the other ones I haven't, you know, I was all I was able to see all of those and be able to live in that moment. But the I saw I saw that you had put into the the chat there. Um, what do we need to do to win this game? The simplest thing is cover Travis Kelsey. If you eliminate Travis yeah. Kelsey, it forces Mahomes to go elsewhere. And for me, would, that is the key. I'm not worried about their defense necessarily. It's not a big deal. These motherfuckers have better like, with Mitchell. They've got yeah, one interception as a team, and they have. They're not very many passes defensed. Um, it, it their defense is that eh, their defense is is what the people on the East Coast call mid. Yeah. So your defense is mid. Mm-hmm. Your offense is where you get everything. And honestly, if I stop, you know, Travis Kelsey or Travis Kels, however the fuck you say your last name, I honestly feel like that limits everything else because they can't run the ball because they don't have a run game. And it seems like Clyde Ebers Alaire is more of a threat in the pass game than he is running. Um, we do have to score points, so, but I'm saying from a defensive standpoint, I'm saying we have to Travis Kelsey. I would say I would say yeah, that yeah, the Kelsey thing, I would understand that. But I would say more than anything, we have to get a constant, consistent, consistent, consistent pass rush. Like you have to be because their offensive line's not that good. You have to constantly be making Mahomes run around. You can never let him get comfortable. Even if he's making plays sometimes running around, you have to keep doing it because that's when one of those bad throws where you get a nice interception, a pick six, whatever it may be, is going to come. So the pass rush is very important. You need a, a, a constant, need. constant good pass rush. They have then, to – because remember, yeah. Mahomes isn't, isn't the quarterback that's going to get the ball and then two seconds less, – less than two seconds throw, throw it. He's going to hold on to it. He's going to hold it. So the pass rush has the opportunity to keep getting to him, mm-hmm. but you just got to keep the pressure on him. Like you can't just yeah. let him get away. You got to either have and, a spy on him so you can – just you got to keep them in running around trying to find somebody without scrambling and getting yards. You got to keep them in there, but making them run around a lot to where he makes a stupid decision and gives you opportunities to make turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to beat for, so, for this team to beat the Chiefs is the defense has either got to get really short fields or score. That's the only way. And by doing that, you have to freaking constantly keep the pressure on Mahomes and you got to. You know, you got to take advantage of the fact that he's never going to get rid of the ball fast. So he, everything takes my, long for their offense yeah. to process. So, he, so with that, with that, with that being said, uh, that means hopefully we could get Mooney Ward back out there, and hopefully maybe Jason Verrett as well. I think um, I think I'd love to have Mooney because I think 
I think Mooney wants to show like you guys are fucking dumb for just not paying me. Yeah. I wanted well, to stay, I mean, but you guys either, wouldn't pay me. Guys like to prove way, that shit. Either way, like um to um to throw to throwback's point, yes, we do need to score points on offense. Um offensively, what we need to do is run a damn ball. Okay. We don't need another 41 uh, throwing session from Jimmy Rob. No, we do not. We need, no, to, run we do not. We need to go back to our we identity. To, we need to run the ball. This needs to be a lopsided situation where Jimmy throws 15 to 20 times at a max, and yeah. we run the ball 20 to 30 times. Yeah. That's like, why I wish we had Mitchell. That. That's why I wish if Mitchell we, was back. If we do that and we establish the run, then we'll be fine. If somebody is not cutting the mustard Go and go to the next person. He used to do that shit when he first came in here. If one dude didn't have it, the next guy got the ball. That's because he had and something to prove. I was the hot guy, guy. Then automatically, you know what you do? Boom! I've got you know I've got this guy, and I'm going to stick with him for the rest of the game because he's mm, he's exactly. able to eat up yardage. But now you want to see you want to force Jeff Wilson Jr. to continue to be out there when he isn't doing shit. And you just brought Tevin Coleman back, but you now magically don't trust him and don't want him in the game. And you're still using Debo in the backfield when you don't need to. You have too many running backs for you to keep putting that man in the backfield and then at the same time handing him the ball. If you did it and used him as a decoy, it would make so much more sense. But when you put him back there, teams come in, eight in the box, because they know he's getting the ball. We need and to I'm get sorry, it. after That's three people it's it's a lot easier. So here here's the way it would make sense. If for the run we need the running game to actually not fucking suck and be good. And then you put Debo in the backfield, you fucking play action it to Debo, and then you hit fucking you hit either Kittle or Ayuk deep over the middle because they fucking bit so hard on Debo. If you're running the ball well, go. if we're running the ball well, running the ball well, and then you put Debo back there. They're like, oh, well, oh, they're running the ball well, and there's Debo fucking, boom, play action to Debo. They're going to bite harder than they would anybody else. Yep. Yep. That, that, so that's you have to, we're that not right even there. using it. We're not even using Debo's ability to our advantage. We're just handing it off to him. Fucking use – I'm fucking just going to get it too irritated because it's like fucking – like the thing is too, though, is that run game hasn't been what it's supposed to. But like you fucking said, Dion, the we're not – constantly switching out running backs and trying to find the hot hand because each game somebody might be be better than the other guy. And Kyle did that at first because Kyle had something to prove then. Now he doesn't feel like he has anything to prove and he feels like he's the fucking hot shit and he's just going to do what he wants. Like, was I think I saw a comment, Kyle doesn't make adjustments. His ego gets in the way. How often do we watch a game and we're like, um, why does it feel like there was no adjustments made? Isn't that what halftime's about? Because I go back to... Hence me going back to Kyle's not a good fucking head coach. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, look at it like this. The number because one way you could have made adjustments was you could have realized that your team was lollygagging it down the field in the fourth fucking quarter like they're up two scores oh, when they're dude, down. That, was, that to it, me tells you you're undisciplined and you're not – you don't have control as a head coach. That's what that yeah. told me. That told I me I'll tell you right. I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell you, you right Ryan? now. I would have called a timeout. And I'd, I would have ripped everyone them a new one. Yep. I would have looked at him and I'd have been like, have y'all seen the scoreboard? Everybody see no. that? You know we're down by 14 points, right? Why the fuck are we walking down the field slow as shit? Why are we taking the whole goddamn play clock? We are not here to lose. We are here to win. Get your ass on the field and get down that fucking field. I'd have pulled Brendel to the side. You better stay your ass in that fucking pocket. Don't go nowhere downfield. 
I don't want to see you move five yards past that line of scrimmage. Because if you keep getting these fucking penalties, I'm going to have to snatch your ass out the game. You're fucking it up. Get it together and get it together now. See, my the, it goes back to when the team all came out like a bunch of fucking pussies and were like, you know, we don't need to be yelled at. You know, we can just talk to each other. No, you need to be yelled at. You need a new brand, brand new asshole ripped in you because you motherfuckers ain't performing. Yeah. You can't tell me that as a head coach, you see that you're down 14 points and you're okay with your team just eating up eight minutes off the clock so, in the fourth quarter when you need to score. And your defense has done mm-hmm. every single thing that they should have done to allow you to be in the position to get the ball back, not let the other team score, and hope that you can score to even it out. At a minimum, we should have taken that game to overtime. At yeah. a minimum. Yeah, I agree. We should have at least taken that to overtime. It's just like like uh, I think Sorbach's comment just saying like he, he likes the Chiefs winning because nobody, you know, is better at um uh, what do you, uh, you know, adjustments than Reed, than Andy Reed? I'm like, why do you yeah. think Andy Reed has been such a good coach for so long? He figures he, it of course out. He's great at he's great at adjustments. But when you really think about it, of all the coaches from the, um, from the the Walsh tree, mm-hmm. to take that West Coast offense that was created Make by Walsh, own. Andy is probably the best disciple. Yeah, he's the offense. most successful. He yeah. was on that. He was he was a part of that team with Bill Walsh, who learned that West Coast offense from Bill Walsh, and took it and did what Bill Walsh probably wanted one of his guys to do, and and made it and made it even better, mm-hmm. and and adapt to your quarterback. That, that's Mike what, Walsh did. what do you Holmgren. think? What do you think Bill Walsh did with the? He took the West. He's like, oh, dude, I got this quarterback, Joe Montana. Fucking boom, West Coast offense. This offense is specifically. Designed to no matter what you do, what quarterback you have, it can fucking fit that quarterback you fit into it. That's mm-hmm. what the West Coast offense is. So what did fucking Andy Reid go? Oh, I got fucking Donovan McNabb. Let me take my West Coast offense. What are Donovan's fucking yep. positives? Boom. Look at my offense. What is he fucking Mahomes? He's like, well, this kid's fucking. He's a little bit crazy. He's a little bit wild. He's fucking gunslinger, but he's he's just all over the place. You know what? Boom, boom. West Coast. Oh, West Coast offense. Let me do this. Let me fix this. Let me do this. Boom. This kid's a fucking stud because that's how good of a coach I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people realize. Everybody says fucking like I know this. Andy doesn't have the Super Bowls, and Bill Bill has the. Andy <clears throat> is one of the fucking best coaches in our lifetime we have ever seen. Ever. Yeah. yeah. People, he'll never get. He'll never probably get that love he deserves. But yeah, he his winning hands down, is crazy. He is hands down one of the greatest co- coaches we've ever got a witness coach. And I've been, I mean, I've been a fan of his my whole childhood mm-hmm. and stuff. I love Don because I love Donovan McNabb. Yeah. I love Nanny Reed. But Andy Reed is fucking phenomenal coach, dude. He, he, to me, is personification of Bill Walsh. He yeah, did. He, he, he's, he pretty, he's pretty much as close as we're gonna get. Yeah, no, he really is because he was mm-hmm. he learned from Walsh. He was part of that that coaching tree. He was he was on that team. In the eighties, he was there. Like he's, he's freaking, he's he's amazing, man. The way what he does with that West Coast offense is fucking unreal. And the the funny thing is, Kyle is a descendant of the West Coast offense, but he's too fucking egotistical to do what he's supposed to. 
You, do you guys understand with Lance's skill sets, even as fucking raw as he is, do you know how fucking good the West Coast offense would make Lance if you do it right? Uh-huh. But Kyle is so egotistical, he's going to do his his offense the way he wants it, and he, he won't completely adjust it to fully fit his quarterback. Yeah. All right, well, on that Except note. Except for 2019 when he did it for Jimmy and we went all the way to the Super Bowl because that's what happened yeah. in 2019. Yeah, He yeah. decided to actually – Make the West Coast offense that fit what Jimmy did best. We right. haven't seen it since. That's just All my right. take. I mean, I could be wrong, but I yeah, I don't. Want people don't understand how good the West Coast offense. It's yeah. it's unfucking beatable if you do it right. Yeah. Well, on that note, we're gonna end it there. Uh, faithful. Uh, hopefully, the Niners pull off this win, but we'll see. Um, stay tuned. We'll be on after the game, maybe. If you guys want to, we'll talk about it uh, for our post-game show. Go ahead, Dion. Yeah, we'll probably either do a post-game or, if anything, we'll probably try to let everybody die down toward the end of the night because okay. I know it's going to be saturated, like, right after the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, there's so much so much going on. So either later that night or probably Monday night to uh, mm-hmm. allow everything to settle in, depending on the situation. And, you know, even though we're going to end it, what we're telling you right here, people, is facts. You yep. could have a very big situation on your hands with all those dudes in there, and you go out there and lay an egg. Do you think you're not going to hear Pat, Navarro, Vernon, Jim? Mm-hmm. These guys that look, let me tell you something. Speaking when of Harbaugh, games, and you look really, really bad, fans will turn on your ass. I don't give a fuck that we are called the faithful. You had a dude in that building that never had a we losing record. We all love Harbaugh. None of us have never ever had a losing record. Nope. Ever. As a head coach in the NFL, he had a winning record and he was four and two in the fucking playoffs. Yes. Yep. Dion, speaking of speaking of the of Harbaugh, what did Harbaugh do with Kaepernick with what offense? He murdered yeah. it with the same offense. Fucking di- yeah. But it, the That's that it. it was it was tailored to Kaepernick and Kaepernick fucking destroyed destroyed yeah. it dude yeah all right Joe. But make sure you hit that like subscribe button everybody that's on our game podcast make sure you go over for Forever faithful podcast hit that like subscribe button as well and we'll be back for the post game peace go niners, go niners. Peace. Go niners. Peace.